Grace and peace, and welcome again to today's program. This is uh, podcast number 38 in our series on faith, family, and finances. Yesterday, we began to talk about uh, finances from the end of some of the things that we've been developing throughout this whole series. We've been talking about faith, foundation of where we should be with our faith. We moved to the concept of family last week and we gave some issues about family and how God regarded trying to develop both a unseen and a seen or a visible family that God wanted to somehow harmonize that. And we ended the week by talking about the synergy in family that God wanted to develop between Israel and the church. Now that's going to take some unpacking. So we're going to do that over time that the Lord God himself has decided to have two concepts of family, visible family and the unseen family, which already exists. The idea in the end, our eschatology or the ending struggle, what we're going to come at for all this is that for both to coexist together, both the unseen and the seen, coexisting in harmony. There may be some coexistence now in conflict, and we're going to talk about spiritual war as we develop some of this next week because we're going to move in the area of spiritual war and how spiritual war develops in all three of these areas with faith, family, and finance because it is a struggle and it is a war that God wants us to understand that does exist. Well, share this podcast with your friends, everyone who involved, write your comments in the section if you're on social media or you can contact us about some of the areas. Where are we going with this? We're going a long way with this. Just share with us. If you miss many of these episodes, they are available on your social media platform. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can subscribe to the channel Bishop DMG. And there's a playlist of all of these last word episodes. All 39 of the episodes are there. If you're on social media network, they're on all of my pages on Facebook. They're on my uh, personal pages. They're on my Bishop DMG page, Global Conference of Bishops page. All of those pages have all of the episodes. For those of you on podcast, my Anchor podcast, if you partner with me on Anchor, then you can get those podcasts, listen to them on your phone, view them on your phone, view them on your tablet, uh, wherever you can. You can um, begin to look at these areas. Last week, though, or yesterday, we, we ended with this. Stewardship is the art of living wisely. Stewardship is the art of living wisely. That's basically what stewardship is. And that's what we want to do. We want to learn the art of living wisely. So as we live wisely in our stewardship presentation, here's what God is trying to develop or share with us. The word serve used in Matthew 6, 24, which I ended on yesterday, is to be enslaved to. Now, whenever we hear that word slaves, it sort of gets polarized in our spirit. Our choice of masters is not solely an issue of advisability or choice of principles. It's not a mere question of accountability a moral choice, rather it is a clear issue of impossibility. No choice, 
Wow. That is interesting. Not a possibility, but an impossibility. No choice. What are we talking about? One simply must choose between serving God and serving money. That's what mammon is. Serving God or serving money. One must particularly to try to choose between the two. That really is the issue. So to serve God fully means to have money issues under control. Again, it's mastery, what you have mastery over your finances. Now, I'm not talking to people who have the lack thereof. I'm talking to people who has an abundance thereof. And so when we learn how to master what we have, then we can then deal with what God is going to do with us. And I think the mastery of this money itself, where we are in terms of developing, becomes a real issue of our faith so that we can really get back to understand how strong the family can be, depending on how strong we can be. Notice that both in emphasis in Matthew 6.25, he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't there more than life than food? Isn't there more to life than food and more to body than clothing? The Lord says, don't be concerned with things that I'm already developing you on. So, so Jesus really is building up a case for anxiety, trouble, the things that we are. So it really tells us that word worry means to be anxious about, careful, to take thought, to be overly thoughtful, to be anxious, to divide in the parts. You know, we start picking apart the issues that we have in life and we miss where God is because we're picking apart the issue. The word suggests as a distraction, a preoccupation, causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. Jesus said, that's what you should not be worried about. Your lack thereof or your abundance thereof. People lack what they don't have. And so they want more of what they don't have. People who have are afraid of losing what they have. So they're upset and worried about losing what they already have. Even case you're worried. Well, at one time, there was a rich man called J. Paul Getty, who was once the richest man in the world. He gave up a title of his life of all the riches that he had. He'd been married six times. He said, I would give all my wealth for one happy marriage. Because what he realized, the abundance did not bring him happiness and peace that he thought he would have. That's where we are. We think more things will make us more happy. More things will bring us to the place of bringing us into harmony. More things will help us provide more for our family, our get-together, the things that are there. It is not the abundance of things that we need. It is our attitude to what we have. So we think daily. Jesus prayed in prayer in Matthew 6, give us this day our daily bread. Give the Lord what I needed. Ask the Lord to give you what you need for today and not try to worry about what you don't have and what you don't need for any other days. That's the idea of not worrying, letting worry not be a part of your agenda to pull your life into a spectrum. So we see as God develops this, here's the antidote, James 1, 5 through 8. 
If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all liberally and without reproach and will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But let not, for let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded person and unstable in all his ways. James 1, 5-8, good advice. Talk about what you have and don't have. Talk about what you need and don't need. Talk about where you are and not. The idea is to pull things in relationship to your family, where you are, what you need, and where God is taking you. So in my conclusion, it's, it's really this about this book. In his book, The New Slave Masters, the late bishop, George Dallas McKinney wrote that unlike 400 years ago, the new slave masses for us are drugs, materialism, racism, instant gratification, and the mindless pursuit of pleasure. The new slave masters. Man, let's let that sit in our spirit. Drugs, racism, materialism, instant gratification, and mindless pursuit of happiness. These are the things that's got us all messed up. God is not looking at where we need to be in terms of our family focus and where we should bring our faith in. And so we move into this whole atmosphere of understanding where the warfare is. And that's the last word for today.